Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Stock Channel podcast. Lisa Cornwell, Brian Bateman, taking a look back at the 2016-17 uh, season uh, that was on the PGA Tour. Mm. It was filled with, with a lot of um, excitement, a lot of drama, a lot of newcomers. Just your thoughts on the season as a whole. Well, I, I think in, 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 individually, easy for me to say, uh, as, as players go, you have to look at what Justin Thomas did, the historic season he did, five wins, picking up his first major championship all at the age of 23. Very similar to what Jordan Spieth did back in 2015 when he made a run through four or five wins in a major. So looking at one player, you have to look at what Justin Thomas did this year and wonder how that's going to carry over for the next 10, 15 years as he continues this really this, this young trend we have on the PGA Tour right now. Yeah, and we'll continue to talk about, obviously, him throughout this podcast, but let's go back to the Masters. Yeah. I was there. It was actually my very first trip to Augusta National. Really cool experience. But to watch, and look, we've all, anybody who's watched golf over the last however many years um, with Sergio Garcia finally breaking through. He's been close so many times, and for him to do what he did um, at Augusta National, did you think he would ever get one? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if you follow golf at all and you, you follow uh, Sergio Garcia's career. And when I was playing on the PGA Tour was, you know, 15 years ago when he was really young, he was the Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas age now. Uh, he just has, a, he had a world of talent. He still does. But it was just surprising that it took this long. It was almost destiny, though, Lisa, I think this year at the, at the Masters. Remember on Sunday, he hooks it left on 13, yep. headed toward the Rays Creek. It rattles around, goes in the water. He takes a drop, gets, ends up getting up and down for par on that hole and then make some hit some unbelievable shots coming down the stretch uh, to get into the playoff with Justin Rose 76 times without a major he wins on his 77th try at the age of 37 I thought it would either come at the Masters or possibly come at the Open Championship because he plays the ball uh, his ball striking is so strong but you know he's at a good place in his life right now he played some great golf that week he didn't play very well in the other major championships this year but i don't think it matters now because now he's a major champion it was so much fun watching him hit the ball in person too that little stinger cut that he hits man we can all That's replicate the shot you have <laughs> yeah only, only only mine uh, starts right and keeps <laughs> keeps going right uh so on on that note on the thought of the majors who's the next player to break through is it a more seasoned guy like Lee Westwood, can he still get the mm -hmm. job done, or is it a no. younger guy like a Ricky Fowler? I think you, I think Ricky Fowler has to be at the top of this list. I think Ricky Fowler is one, and I think one A is um, is John Rahm. 
Uh, they're just way too talented, still in their prime in their 20s. John Rahm's just get, really getting started in his career. Uh, I think Thomas Peters is a name to keep an eye on. He's a early 20s out of the European Tour. Uh, Mark Leishman, who played so well in the FedEx Cup playoffs this year, he's played well in major championships in the past. And we keep forgetting to talk about Hideki Matsuyama, who's third in the world and is only in his mid-20s. So I think you're going to see the next major champion come out of someone in their 20s. Another first-time major winner this season, Brooks Kepka getting the, the job Open. done yeah, at Aaron Hills. Um, you know, there's so much you could say about him. He putted great that week, but looking at the stats on the PGA Tour, I was still amazed that when you would pull up driving accuracy numbers, Brooks Kepka was at the top of the list. This is a guy with, with an enormous amount of club head speed, and he just finally put it all together that week. Well, he did, and I think out of the four majors, in my opinion, that was the most impressive performance. And that includes, and we'll get to that in a second, how Justin Thomas played at Quail Hollow in the PGA. Brooks Kepka absolutely dominated at Aaron Hills. And you're exactly right. With his clubhead speed, his length off the tee, the way he found fairways. Now, these weren't the most narrow fairways that we normally see at a U.S. Open, but you still had to find them. Right. And he hit a lot of fairways that week. But I think the one area of Brooks Kepka's game that's overlooked more than anything else is his putting. He is a sneaky good putter. And he's not a streaky putter like, say, a Matsuyama or even a Rory McIlroy. He's top 20 on the PGA Tour in putts per green, so he's a good putter. When you can combine length and accuracy and putting, no surprise that he won the U.S. Open. What do you think it makes players like him, like DJ? Because we talk about their length, um, and obviously that's the focus in this game. People love the big hitters. When you watch him, what makes him a good putter? Well, I think when you look at when you look at DJ and Kepka, they both hit it left to right, and I think the the more Clubhead speed you have, the faster your body moves, if you can hold the face off and hit a left to right shot, you can, you're going to be more accurate than someone who's trying to turn the ball over. Because when you're coming, as a right-handed golfer, when you're coming from the inside, there's a lot of rotation of the club face, trying to hit the ball from right to left. You know, Jordan Spieth does not have a ton of club head speed compared to who we're talking about, some of the longest on tour. But when he turns it over, that's when he can hang one to the right or he can overcook one left. DJ and Kepka can aim down the left side and swing as hard as they want and hold the face and hit that cut shot. And that left side out of You play. know, when you and I were playing, a cut shot was a, was a weaker shot. It didn't go as far. Now with the, the golf balls are so hard and these club heads are so big with not much grooves uh, on the face, they can hit it left to right just as far as someone who turns the ball over right to left. You mentioned Jordan Spieth. Uh, did you think he would win the Open this early? Well, it's hard to bet against him in any event. Uh, I was a little bit surprised this year at Burkdale in that he had played some decent golf coming in, but to me he puts better on fast greens. That's when he's at his best, and he's, I think he's the best putter in the world, but he, he puts uh, above average, I would say, on slow greens. He puts extraordinary on fast greens. So I wouldn't think the Open would be the type of venue where he made a lot of putts, and did he make a bunch – this year at Burkdale, the putts he made coming down the stretch on the back nine Sunday on relatively slow greens was impressive. But nothing he does now impresses me. I mean, he, he <laughs> you're not 24 years old and winning major championships and winning a handful of tournaments a year and not be one of the best ever already. I mean, he hadn't got his career started barely. One of the best um, shots you've seen in a long time. I'm, I'm looking forward, and so many people have predicted that they're going to put a plaque where he hit that, what was it, a three-wood Um and to pull off that shot, especially because you were kind of watching him. It looked like maybe mentally he was getting out of it. He was a little frustrated, and then all of a sudden things just start changing. And they can do that in golf, right? Just change on a dime, and they did for him in the positive way. Um, but one of the best clutch trouble shots 
we've seen in a long time. And I think also you have to look at how he handled that situation because when you're in a situation coming down the stretch trying to win any golf tournament, um, everything's moving quickly. And if you're hitting in fairways and you're hitting greens and you're making putts, it, it, it slows down a little bit. But to be in a major championship on that stage and to hit the ball as far right as he did on the 13th and the circus that comes with being one of the best right. in the world on top of it being in a major championship and then hitting it off the map, to be able to process all of that information and go through your routine, figure out a direct line, keep your focus, that was as, as impressive as anything about what he did all week long is that he could compartmentalize everything that was happening with cameras and, and, and people all around and that no one knew where to drop and there was equipment trailers in the way. For him to figure out a way to, to come out on top uh, with that shot and to stay focused was, was extremely impressive. But that's what makes Jordan Spieth, I think, separate from some of these other young players uh, is that his mind game is as strong as anybody I've ever seen. You know, when, when we first started talking about him and saw him do these amazing things um, in terms of winning and records and streaks and history books, there were comparisons to Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people who said, you know, that's just not fair. You, you can't, is it fair now with where he is, what he's done at his age? I mean, we're talking about a guy who yeah, is I, on I, the verge of the career Grand Slam. Yep, you're right. Um... I think it's fair to be in the same ballpark with Tiger uh, psychologically, mentally, the belief. Uh, one thing that, that, that Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods, I think, do have in common is that they grind out rounds. They, they, they figure out a way to be around par, sometimes even under par, when they're not playing their best. Yeah. And that's because that when Tiger was at his peak, uh, he made a ton of putts, and that's what Spieth does now. The putter is the big equalizer. It can erase any mistakes that you make. So I think Spieth and Tiger are, I wouldn't say the same, but I think you can you could see some comparisons with how Spieth thinks his way around a golf course, how he believes in himself, and how he never gives up, similar to what Tiger did. But physically, I don't know how anybody can compare to what Tiger did during his run because he was one of the longest on tour. He had the best iron game on tour. He had the best short game on tour, and he was the best putter on tour. They feared him. Nobody. I mean, and everybody feared him. And see, that's another. That's a great point. You know, the intimidation factor that Tiger had with all the other players on tour was astronomical. I mean, you just, if you were paired with him on a Sunday or even a Saturday, you didn't really think that you had a chance to beat him because he was just so dominant. Spieth is dominant now, but so are a half a dozen other players that don't have that same stare you in the eye, Raymond Floyd, if you will, look like, yeah. like Tiger had. That, that, yeah. That's worth a couple of shots around. It is. We saw it. We um, don't see it with, with that with Spieth. Um, Justin Thomas, you, t you talk about the mental game that Spieth has, that Tiger had. Um, I think that we saw Justin Thomas read a lot about the work that he was doing on the middle side because uh, so often we would see him get in situations and maybe hit, hit an errant shot or miss a putt and just kind of collapse, really, or let the tournament get away from him. And it didn't this time. Five wins this season. Um, wins his first major and we saw him in the PGA Championship really I think a different player mentally and it made a difference. Yeah it did. I, I remember um, a few years back back when he was in college and he was a, a dominant college player. He played on the Walker Cup team. He was on the Eisenhower Cup team. I mean he, he was he was and I remember talking to Ryan Lavner about him here at the Golf Channel a couple of years ago. He said keep your eye on this guy because he can play. I mean yeah. he has all the shots um, he comes out on tour and had some early success, but 
he's that he's the same age as Jordan Spieth, and all of these players that are roughly the same age as Spieth, he got up to Spieth got off to such a fast start in his career that you wonder how these other players his age, uh, his contemporaries, if you will, how they were going to stay patient with their careers. And I think Justin Thomas paid his dues. He obviously has a world of talent. I think he learned a lot about the U.S. Open this year when he shot 63 and then had a bad Sunday round, setting himself up to win his first major championship. But he was very impressive at Quail Hollow. And the shot he hit on the 71st hole, the 17th there at Quail, the par three with a pin on the left where there's nowhere to hit it left of the flagstick. And he does that with the lead on Sunday. Showed me that he's got... He's got plenty of game and plenty of belief, and that's what we're seeing out of these young players right now. They have the the belief to match the talent, and I think that's what's separating these young players from players of our generation at that age. And there was the uh, $10 million bonus. So what he won, $21 million playing golf this year. Does he fund the spring break trip? He has to, right? Give <laughs> well, him the bill. Spee's got a couple of nickels to rub together <laughs> as well. I think Smiley Kaufman would be happy to be on that trip because I think everybody would be, would be comped. But... Well, that's another thing. We look at the camaraderie we have with these young players. I think it's great. Yeah. We didn't see that 20 years ago. No, you're right. What about, uh, it is a different a different atmosphere. What about the uh, the breakout players? I think the person who really stands out on this list is is John Romney. He's kind of in that same age group, a yep. little bit younger than those guys, but a wealth of talent. Maybe he's a little bit like a Justin Thomas. He's a fiery guy, kind of needs to get... Um, a hold of the emotions, but what do you see from him? Well, I, I'm a huge fan of John Rahm. You're right, he, he'll be 23 in November, so he's a year or two behind Spieth and Thomas. Um, but what I like about John Rahm is he has no weaknesses. Uh, if you look up statistically on tour, he's he's top 30 in distance, he's top 30 in irons, uh, uh, strokes game putting. He, the only, his only weakness is his a little bit not as accurate off the tee as some of the other players that hit it as far as he does. But he has the intangible. He's got the it factor. He's not afraid of the big stage. When he won at the Farmers this year, and he made that huge putt for Eagle on the 72nd at Torrey, showed that he's not afraid of the big stage. And, I mean, look, I talked about it with, with some people last week. We were talking about players that are – their future is bright, as, but they maybe they don't get as much attention as others. John Rahm technically is not a rookie on the PGA Tour, okay? He played in eight or nine events last year, so his rookie status was last season. But all throughout this year, he's playing these golf courses for the first time. Yeah. Because That's a he good hasn't point. played them yeah. before. He misses two cuts this year. His FedEx Cup playoffs, he's in the top seven in all four events from yeah. the start, from the first one all the way to the player, uh, to the, uh, the tour championship. I think he is someone who can win multiple major championships just because of his age, just because of the way that he handles himself on the golf course and his talent with not having any, uh, any fear. Um, I, it, He's going to be a stalwart on the European Ryder Cup team for many, many years, and I think he's going to win multiple major championships. That's how talented he is. I agree with you 100%. And, look, I'll be honest, I like the fire. I mean, there's sometimes, I guess, when it goes to the extreme, but sometimes you, you like to he's see. He's going to have to learn how to corral it. Well, he will, and he, but he's still young, and I think that he will. We've, we've seen Spieth learn. We've seen Justin Thomas. I think a lot of young players I never learned. But, <laughs> I didn't either. But I think that it – it will. Um, it's always a big storyline when Tiger Woods is involved. And look, personally, I think um, I think it's fair to say you and I grew up playing golf with him and knew him as a junior. And so we're not supposed to, in our business, pull for players on the course. Um, but I think we're – like, I'm so pulling for him off the course. Yeah. And, um, you know, he – 
when you're Tiger Woods and, and there's an arrest involved and, and there are prescription drugs involved, unfortunately, you have to face it with the world. Um, and I think that he is, he's faced it. And what do you see coming up for Tiger? Well, I would like to see him, and I think anybody, whether it's associated with golf, with the Golf Channel, with the PGA Tour, we would like to see Tiger play again. Look, let, let's be frank here. He's never going to be the Tiger Woods of, of 2000. And he said that. He's like, yeah. look, I'm, I'm 40, 40 years old. He'll be 42 in December. Right. So, But with his injuries, um, you know, the, the sad part about Tiger is, and you and I have known him for a long time, is he's always lived his life publicly. Right. As private as he wanted to be, he, you couldn't, he couldn't control that. So with his divorce, with his injuries, with his, um, with his prescription drug issues, with the, the TMZs of the world that, that, that chase these types of stories down, Tiger's always at the center of that. Um, I don't know that he plays again. I, I really think that his injury is, uh, is not good. I, I've talked to a few people that have had similar type back injuries before, and Look, he's not getting any younger, and if he spends a year or so off the golf course trying to rehab, trying to get his game back to where he can just play in a PGA Tour event and play 72 holes, the more time you're away from the game, it's not so much physical, it's mental, and he's not getting any younger. And I think deep down he probably knows that he can't compete with this young group of kids that we have on the tour now. And he's done everything. He's done everything he could possibly do in his career to, to compete against those guys. The work that would have to go into. Yeah. And look, we're talking about perhaps the most physically, not perhaps the most physically gifted, gifted. player that this game has ever seen. But to get back to that level, it, you, you have would to have, have to have it up here. You have to you have, have it up. It. You really have to want it. Right. And with everything he's been through, and look, look at what he's done in the game. Yeah. I don't see him playing. Would you want it at that? With everything he's been, it would through? be tough. Yeah, but he's a di he's a different uh, person in that he, he thinks differently than than anybody who's played the game before. Um, it's not so much physical for Tiger. He's going to have to put the work in, and even if he wants to upstairs, will his body allow him yeah. the body of work to get back to to playing at a top level? And then another thing about Tiger is he he played at such a high level for for so long, and he's used to being on top. Would he even uh, entertain the idea of being mediocre on the PGA <laughs> Tour and just fighting his way, trying to make half the cuts and maybe being in contention a few times a year? Yeah. No, he, that's not Tiger. That's not how he thinks. And so, if he can't get there, I, my opinion, I would think he would just shut it down and retire and I don't spend care more what time he, with his family. I don't, care I don't either. Does. I'm pulling for him just to just to be happy and to enjoy things. I think that he has um, he's earned that, and maybe to be out of the spotlight a little bit. He's always wanted. He that, needs to get so. healthy. Yeah, that's most important. Um, Tiger's biggest competitor during his heyday, Phil Mickelson. And look, Phil's come out and said some really good things about Tiger and, and what he's done for the game and what he did for him personally, you know, just the challenge, making everybody better. Are you surprised that Phil, look, he started off strong um, in the season, I think. And by strong, I meant we saw him on the front page of the leaderboard several times. Are you still surprised that we haven't seen Phil in the winner's circle since the Open in 2013? Since the Open, yes, uh, with his talent and his short game, uh, I'm a little surprised he hasn't won yet. But I think the time is running out for Phil Mickelson to to win. Honestly, I, I just think that his game now. Um, I, I don't think he puts as well as he has historically. Uh, his short game, which is still, I think, one of the best in the world, is not what it was. And his ball striking has been down the last few years. He's had some injuries. Uh, he's not getting any younger either. He's 47 years old. Um, 
I, I think this the President's Cup this year, I, I don't think he's going to make the Ryder Cup team this next year. Uh, I, I think this President's Cup is kind of his last hurrah, if you will, for team competition. I still think he plays on the PGA Tour, but honestly, I would be surprised if he won again on the PGA Tour just because the parity of the players on the PGA Tour and the youth and the power, uh, it's going to be tough for... I'm going to disagree. I'm gonna, I'll bet you. I'll you think bet, he wins again? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Davis Love III won at the age of, what, 51? 51. Phil Mickelson, will, he'll keep playing for a while. He'll, he'll win again. He still wants it badly. You can tell he still wants it. He still works as hard as ever. He'll win. We'll, we'll do a side bet after this on that. <laughs> yep. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, uh, both winless on the PGA Tour in 2016-17 season. Uh, more surprise for Day or McIlroy? Um, probably for McElroy. I, I think he's he, he's probably the most talented player in the world, and when he is on with all aspects of his game, I think he's the best player in the world. But both have been injured, Lisa, as you well know, and both of them need to get healthy again. Rory's just had a, a rough year with his injuries, and I think the, the, the latter part of this season, maybe he should have taken some more time off and fully healed from his injuries. Jason Day went through some um, some family issues with his mother. Neither one of them have had a very. Uh... But with Rory, when we saw him play, and and look, the injury, I definitely 100% agree with you. And Day with his mom, I think maybe perhaps it just limited his practice time. But Rory's ball striking numbers were still incredible. It was the putter. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but his putter is has always been his Achilles heel and. What was it? At one of the tournaments, he switched. He had three or four putters on the on the putting green before the final round started. Sounds like a Brian Bateman move. Uh, but he's so talented, and he's only 28 years old. You know, he's yeah, turning into the elder statesman right. of these world-class players because all we talk about is the 23- and 4-year-olds. But, you know, Rory's, like I said, I think he's the most talented in the world when he has everything clicking. He just has to get healthy. And... In this crazy game that we all love, if you played it at any level, whether it's a, as a high-end amateur or as a professional, when you're injured, the game's hard enough. And to play at the highest level like these players are, you have to be 100% healthy. And for Rory to get back to where he wants to be, he's going to have to take some time off and, and get healthy. The same for Jason Day. You just wonder about future injuries because they swing so hard. They work out so hard. Their gym time, their range time, uh, they're not – I'm not getting injured from working out too hard. I can well, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. But you, but game. that's a mentality that, that this younger generation has, especially those two players in particular that I think was spurned on by Tiger getting so um, turning to a gym rat that y you would think that Jason Day and hopefully Rory will back off from the gym and realize that no. you can't put your thumb on that's why they were injured. But, wow, it's hard not to think that that had a big part of why they ha they've had some injuries to this point, but both of them need to get healthy to get back to where they want to be. Speaking of injuries, DJ, um, we know about his injury at the Masters. Um, three wins entering, um, going into Augusta National. He gets hurt. We saw the, the fall off in his play and toward the latter part of the season pick things back up. Right. Will we see DJ become the DJ that we saw at the beginning of the season coming up in this next season? I, I think there's a, a distinct possibility, yes, because he is he's so talented. The way that he handles himself on the golf course, I love his I love his mental approach to each and every tournament. He's he's so flatlined. He doesn't get up. He doesn't get down. And referencing what we were talking about earlier with Brooks Kepka, this left to right ball flight that, that DJ has with his work, 
over the last couple of years, allows him to swing as hard as he wants. He's finding more fairways. His wedge game has improved. His wedge game, I think that that's the difference it's, maker. He, because that's what he has more of those shots than yep. arguably anyone on the PGA Tour. And then he's made some putts the last year that mattered. Yeah. You know, the, the previous five or six years, he had some big putts that he missed. Now he's making those putts when they matter. So you put all that together and... Wow, I mean, he's he's got to be the favorite. Oh, by the way, he's still world number one. Right. So, And you're right, early start, three wins, and then he wins a Northern Trust when everybody says he's not playing very well. He didn't play great in the playoffs, but four wins this year, and it's, no one's really talking about him that much. Mm -hmm. Under the radar, world number one, if, if that makes any sense. I know, it's kind of crazy. Like, I think when the, when the season really gets moving, the start of... 2018, there will be a lot of talk about Dustin yeah. Johnson again because, uh, look, he's not slowing down anytime soon. And you mentioned the wedge play and the putting. I love to watch him putt. Everything in his bag, his tempo is so good with every single club. And he has now put that tempo into the putter. I love watching the guy putt as much as I love watching him uh, pull the driver out of the bag. Speaking of domination, <laughs> the U.S. in the President's Cup absolutely dominating that event. Jim Furyk coming up looking ahead to Paris has to be licking his chops and thinking this young crop of players, this, this core group that he has, and they're going to be around for Decades. a long time. Yeah. And, a and long time. And they, the way that they, you know, you can, you can talk about the international side and, and a little bit with Nick Price, but I, I don't know how you beat him that week. I mean, they played so well, yeah, and, he, and now they're looking ahead, Jim Furyk looking ahead to France. Well, and I think – Yes, it was total domination by the by the Americans at the international, uh, over the international team at the President's Cup. And you're right; I don't think it mattered who was playing on the international squad. When you have so many top ten, top fifteen in the world players on the same team that are roughly the same age, that ha that are close friends, have very similar games, play practice rounds together. I mean, this is what we saw from the from the European squad during the Ryder Cup for all these years. You had close knit buddies that were world-class players yeah. and I think the American side was missing that in recent years on the Ryder Cup now you've got that on the American side and we saw it at the internet at the um, at the President's Cup Fowler and Reed and Spieth and Thomas Kepka all in their 20s all at the top of their games and all close buddies uh, Daniel Berger I mean so if you look forward to the Ryder Cup coming up with Jim Furyk you have this chemistry built in from the President's Cup you don't really want to mess it up but a lot can happen in the next year. I mean, is, is Zach Johnson going to be on the Ryder Cup team? Is, is Kevin Kisner going to be on the Ryder Cup team? Matt Kuchar, Phil Mickelson, Brant Snedeker, players that have been on these teams in the past. Now you've got this young core group that, are, that was on the, Internet, on the President's Cup team that you really don't want to mess up the system. And then on the European side, the elder statesmen of those teams with Westwood and uh, Stinson, Garcia, Where's the younger batch of players, world-class players on the European side? So I think this President's Cup really showed what the Americans are going to have for many, many years on the President's Cup and Ryder Cup side. And I think Europe and the world are in a world of trouble trying to beat this, this group of kids. It's hard to believe. I call we, them kids. We just wrapped up. It's hard to believe we just wrapped up this season and we're already looking ahead and just like a little over <laughs> a week to, <laughs> to next season. Here we go again. Um, what are you looking forward to most coming up? Well, getting back to the youth, Lisa, that we had this year, we had 18 wins by, on the PGA Tour by players under the age of 25. Does this con continue? I think it does. Uh, we have a new crop of, of players coming out from the Web.com Tour. Who's going to be the next Jordan Spieth? Who's going to be the next Justin Thomas? But 
I, I talked to Hudson Swafford, uh, who won the, the, earlier this year uh, out in the desert uh, for his first PGA Tour win, and he told me, he said, Brian, I feel like a, one of the older players on the PGA Tour this past season. He's 30. Yeah. And he said that's how much the five years he's been on the tour, how much it has changed because it's players in their 30s don't dominate. It's the players in their 20s or that early to, 20s. That's how it used to be. And he said it's gotten now where I feel like I'm the oldest player in the locker room or in player dining. And I think that continues moving forward. So that's what I want to see. How, I want to see if that continues this year. I also want to see how Justin Thomas reacts to five wins in a major this year. Remember when Spieth had that historic year in 15, four wins in a major or two majors? 16, there was a little bit of a letdown. How does Justin Thomas handle the pressure of being a FedEx Cup champ? being a major champion, all this success pretty much has hit him in the last 12 months. How does he handle that, that moving forward? What about the majors? And let's start with the Masters. Can Rory get his game back in form in time? Like he's only green jacket away from the career well, he's Grand got Slam. He gets one chance a year to complete the, the career Grand Slam. There has to be Slam. so much pressure. I, I, I couldn't agree you know, more. It's the biggest storyline, I think, coming in every single year. And you have to wonder if that's had a little bit of an effect on him. It's kind of a stranglehold. Yeah, well, speed's the same thing with the PGA, but you got different venues. Uh, but I think that works in Rory's favor because he knows where it happens. I mean, he, he's been close at Augusta before. You like that uh, golf course for him? I do, absolutely. I mean, with his length and as high as he hits it, it's all about the putter once again, if yeah. he can make the putts when he has to and uh, stay away from the big numbers, which has got him in trouble in the past. So let's look at the majors for this year in the venues. So you've got Augusta, obviously. Shinnecock going back. Going back to a traditional venue. To the traditional one. Hadn't been there since 2004. So this young group of players on the PGA Tour and European Tour, they don't know much about Shinnecock Hills when Retief Goosen won back in 04. Who does that favor? It's just a hard golf course. And depending on how the USGA decides to set it up and the wind conditions and weather, I think that's wide open. Carnoustie going back for the, for the Open this year. Hadn't been there since 07. So once again, I you've got players. It. Carnasty? Oh, it ate my lunch. <laughs> well, that's another venue that these oh. players don't know a lot about because Man. it hasn't been in the road in a while. And then Bell Reeve for the PGA. I don't think any players were around in 1992 the last time the PGA was there. Although they did have the, the BMW there back in 08 when I think Carmelo won that year. <laughs> that's pulling out an interesting nugget that I wasn't expecting. Um, so I guess in, 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 in general, you have major championship venues this year that aren't very familiar with players on tour. Right. So I think that the majors are wide open. Do you see Spieth stepping into the winner's circle in a major once again? I think, of course, like Shinnecock suits uh, Spieth well just because he's a grinder and he can putt fast greens better than anybody in the world. Uh, the other venues, I don't really know. I, I think Bell Reeves kind of the oddball of these in that yeah. – we don't know much about it. You know it's a long golf course, but really no expectations from players because there's no personal experience. But then that was the same with Aaron Hills this year. We had majority of the players had never seen the golf course before. I think it's going to be interesting on the, on the major side for the, the tour this year. Who, what players break out? Will we have a first-time winner or will we have someone in their 30s that's old win a major championship? <laughs> I think that's the better question. Does someone not in their 20s win a major this year? Oh, I, I think so. You do? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> Carnoustie. Maybe Carnoustie would be a good venue for that. Normally the Open favors someone with experience. Yeah, we've seen that we've happen. Seen John Rahm, get the job done. John Rahm or Ricky Fowler win a major first? That's my last question I'll pose to you. I'm going to say John Rahm just because I, I, I'm on the record for saying he wins multiple major championships. Mm -hmm. You would think Ricky Fowler 
have would have one by now. I think he's 28 now. John Rahm's just getting started. I just think he's, I think he's going to do it. All right, we can throw our 2016-17 research notes in the trash can. Get ready for 2017-18. Uh, is that right? Say, yeah. It is. I get confused easily. It's been <laughs> fun. We kick back off here in a little over a week from now. Look forward to it with you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.